Hey, welcome back Bye. to the Double Pip Cast, where almost every week we walk you through all the goings-on within the Transformers trading card game universe. As always, you got me, your host, Cam, as well as Brandon. Too easy. And Sean. Hey, what's going on? And this week, we are going to be introducing a segment called Point Counterpoint, or Pip, Double Pip, however you want to go with it. Not sure if this is going to be recurring, but if you like it, uh, let us know on Twitter, uh, let us know on Facebook, and uh, we'll bring it back if you like it. We're trying trying to bring something in, uh, whether it's games, whether it's recurring segments, uh, where we can spice things up when the news is uh, not not around. But before we do that, uh, Brandon, anything new in your world? Anything going on? I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs, waiting for this uh, these boxes to drop. I know that. Um, I know uh, my game store shut down, so now I'm kind of like, hey, uh, when am I going to get my boxes, and how am I going to get them? I'm hoping they open up. It looks like they are in negotiations with uh, different locations. It was probably just, I mean, it was good timing. I think he had planned on moving anyway. So after the the Rona shut everybody down, we're like, okay, you know, that's it. But um, he hasn't opened up yet, and the the release date is quickly approaching, and I want my cards. Yeah, but not too too much longer. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'll I'll wait. You know, until he gets back up and running, because I'll definitely support my local game store because that's how we do it. You know. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about you, Sean? Mag- Anything new going on with you? I uh, was going to say, if you were a Magic player, you'd at least be getting your cards this weekend. You know. <laughs> yeah, all those, those Godzilla cards have been uh, making me want to be a Magic player, but only just a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Uh, I knew going on, just finished up my video and just gonna, uh, well, almost finish up, just gonna put in the intro and then just figure out how we get it up on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. So Sean, uh, for those listening, Sean uh, recorded a very, very thorough, very detailed video, uh, for the double pip cast on sealed and how the current four sets uh play and sealed sean you want to give a little little teaser on what it's all about i just basically goes over you know kind of what you can expect in you know in a in a sealed environment whether it's a league or attorney or something just you know just based on a set-by-set basis basically how just the you know the pit what's probably the best for you know a good battle card mix you know going through the sets of the overview of what the you know the pip mix looks like for the set over and all you know you look at siege 2 and you know it's full of peers so you know then not very much of other pip colors so maybe you know that kind of helps people steer to you know what you want to get in your you know as your sealed packs for a tournament or you know your starting packs for a sealed league and as you know your sealed league advances you know maybe it's like well you know i need some more damage so you know this you know this wave is the best for you know some quick damage or something so just uh just just going over that and looking at and then later on in the future especially on release day i'll have one uh we'll go i'm gonna open up a box and six packs mixes and then we can kind of see how that is going to look for like release tourneys and stuff. Nice. Well, I got a little behind the scenes, watched it. Uh, so 
and we'll get that up on the Double Pipcast YouTube channel for everyone else to watch. Now, off that, you know, just a quick aside, do you think it's for, and I'm strictly talking about release day events uh, on on the launch of a new wave, do you think uh, people would be hesitant to play sealed with, uh, you know, pay their 20, 25 bucks for six packs if they weren't all of the new set? Like, do you think they'd be down to play or like pay for wave one, two, three, four? And only get a couple wave fives uh, at a launch negative, event. Negative Ghost Rider. Yeah. Unless there's something uh, big on the line, right? Like they don't yeah. care what they're playing with if there's a big prize. I'm pretty sure most of the things, especially like new events, and you know, if there's a format, uh, if there's a format that is sealed, or I'm sorry, if there is a, a release event and you have a constructed format. Okay, I could see that uh, with the new set, but the prizes all better be new stuff. And if they're sealed at that tournament on the release event, it better be new stuff. I mean, it, it just should be, unless, unless there are certain there are certain uh, sync um, uh, there's certain packs that work well together. Sometimes they'll do that in Magic, like uh, for instance, they'll say, okay, we're gonna you know do a they used to have block drafting, whatever, or block. Uh, you know, block constructed, block sealed, which was a set of releases. And typically like the, the theme would kind of work together. So you'd have a, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, like, uh, Urza's block. Is, well, that's way back in the day, but that was like Urza's legacy, Urza's saga and Urza's, I think, destiny or whatever. So you would get, you know, a pack of each and then draft that. Right. So, but I don't believe Transformers supports something like that right now. So, for my money, I, I want that new fire. I've got all the old stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's that's me too. But yeah, the only way I could stomach paying for sealed and not giving getting the newest set is if it was after a release day or like not not in tandem with a release day or release event, and it was just a stand-in for constructed. You, you know, you have your constructed tournaments. Hey, we're going to have a sealed tournament, just like they did at... Um, uh, why am I? PAX Unplugged for the Energon Invitational last year. Same idea. They had a couple different pack uh, waves. That That's fine. I mean... Um, about to have riots in the street even floating that idea like oh yeah. no i i want my new stuff right. give me that new new <laughs> right because for a lot well, of people well, especially the friends that are brought on or brought in uh you know that's that's their their main time like i've said that's their main time to get get a little decent collection of the newest set if they're not one of the people that buys you know a case or a box on day one I think I'm getting two boxes, but you, yeah. sir, did not tell the people what you were uh, into these days in this lull of action. Um, so I've been doing a lot of stuff, believe it or not, outside and around the house. I had some uh, work on the barn that needed to get done. Um, need to put a gutter up, but I, I replaced some wood on the barn, and then I'll be putting a gutter up and... Then after that, uh, just just more stuff around the house. But I've been trying to get some League of Legends in when I can. Uh, play with my brother or just 
try to whip randoms online and ranked. <laughs> uh, just uh, beat Spider-Man recently, trying to get through God of War on PlayStation 4. Um, just celebrated a seven-year wedding anniversary with a wife yesterday. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, we'll have to do it big once stuff opens back up and it's safe to do so. But, yeah. Other than that, I've just been playing Legends of Room Terror. Been having fun with that. Make sure, uh, if you've got Twitch Prime, that you go on and get your free box. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've already you, I've done that. been done on that? Yeah. <laughs> what what comes in that? Because I, I claimed it. I just haven't logged on to do it. Uh, it comes with an expedition token, uh, like a champion uh, wild card, and then like uh, a couple of capsules, which just give you some free like commons and rares. Is it on... Uh, mobile phone yet, or is it just PC still? Yeah, it it, it just released on April thirtieth on mobile. Oh well, then I'll, I'll so, play it on my phone. I, oh it, yeah, I'd be hard pressed to play it on my computer for any amount of time. Just I don't know because it's a card game, but I'll I'll definitely play it on my phone. <laughs> That's how I was when I was in the beta. I was just playing it on uh, my laptop and everything, and then I found some uh, on Reddit. Some guys were putting out cracks for the mobile beta. So for two weeks before it was officially released, I was playing on mobile, and my play time increased a whole lot because I didn't like sitting there at the laptop. Yeah, for sure. Well, I but, definitely but did not answer the... that question right at all. I answered that question totally wrong. I did not realize you meant like actual real-life things. I didn't even consider outside of that we cared know. about your your real life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like actual life events and whatnot you guys are doing that. i'm like wow um you know because that that's interesting i've been playing i guess i guess i've been playing um modern warfare right so for about two weeks now three weeks i i'm addicted like a degenerate you know and it, it, oh, so any of you guys out there, uh, Honan X on the Xbox, hit me up. You know, we'll, we'll run through some clowns, no problem. But, um, <clears throat> I've been playing that, uh, with a buddy of mine and, um, I'm a real estate agent also. So, I, and I've been flipping a house. So I guess those are the things I've been doing. Or at least not flipping yet. I put in an offer. So I put in an offer waiting for this guy to, you know, hit me back. Uh, hopefully today uh, or tomorrow and let me know whether they accepted it and then we can get started on renovations. So nice. there you go. if anybody in Florida uh, needs a real estate agent, uh, hit up the podcast. I think you do. So is that modern warfare? Is that the, the, the remaster? last new one that they did where they just called it modern warfare? Correct. Okay. Yep. And they've also got that war zone out as well. So that war zone, so this is what happened, right? So a buddy of mine who I play Transformers with, uh, since we no longer were playing Transformers, um, he had started playing, uh, Call of Duty. And then he was like, Hey, let's play this war zone. I've played PUBG before. Uh, it's, it's okay, but I, I'm so not 
into running around for half an hour and then getting shot in the face and dying. (laughs) It's not my favorite thing. So uh, he was like, hey, let's play this, uh, you know, because I downloaded it on my Xbox. So it you already have the game. So I just spent the 45 bucks and bought, you know, access to the the core game. And I've been I think I have uh, probably in the last two weeks, maybe 27, 29 hours played, something like that. Um, It's it's pretty ridiculous. So it's fun. Yeah, I like the Battle Royales. I've, I've played a lot of Apex Legends when it first came out in a while, but heck, lately I've been addicted to GTA Online again. Ooh, good. That and good Legends game. of Rune Terror, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to have to download that Legends of Rune Terror. I might do that because I think I had said I was going to do that and forgot, so I might have to do that just so I can play with you. It's installing right now. An update. It's a, it's a... It's a fun game. Plus, when they officially released it on mobile, they added uh, new cards, a new champ. They added Bilgewater uh, region, so Misfortune and Swain and Gangplank is all in there, and they are real fun. Nice. Very and, cool. And, and the you can, you know, it's, its reward system is pretty generous, so you can pick up, you know, free cards, you know, just with some grinding and everything. Or you can, you know, I've spent about maybe 50 bucks total in it, but not all on cards. I bought, like, boards and emotes and everything else. Get you with that microtransactions. I see how it is. Hey, Sean's got a style on him. It's it's not micro with me. It's macro. <laughs> <laughs> I buy the best value all the time. People are, like, <laughs> rubbing their hands together. It's like Sean has entered the fray. <laughs> Oh, uh, like, one man has downloaded Legends of Runeterra. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it, it was funny when Star Wars Battlefront Two came at first came out. You know they had the loot box system and everything. You know I played in the beta and I was like, you know I don't care about the loot box system, but everyone was making a real big deal about it. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go all in on. It. So, <laughs> so I think I spent like fifty bucks for crystals and stuff to buy loot boxes and then a week later they get rid of them and then well well the problem with that was though is then i had all these great cards you know all the the great upgraded star cards and everyone else can't really get them now you know except for a bunch of grinding and stuff yeah oh and then and then when they then when they rechanged this uh, they changed it all to level based to where you could just buy it like all the star cards i had already had they upgraded everything so like you know i was all my guys are like immediately like level 40 and 50 and everything so it all worked out in the end for me but i i was trolling on facebook and reddit for people crying about the loot boxes (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a big fan of loot boxes but sometimes i like to I like to indulge, yeah, especially yeah. with card games. Yeah, and not to get down like a huge like diatribe on on loot boxes, but you know they're they're good for certain reasons. I mean, to a certain extent, they help fund the development of the next game. You know, unfortunately, you know, video game companies are a business; they don't just exist. Uh, they're not starving artists. 
Uh, maybe some of the developers <laughs> don't make as much, but you know, there there are many things that go into it. And Sean and Brandon, uh, you know as well as I do that Nintendo games back in 1986 and Super Nintendo games 50, same 60, price as 70, they are now. You know, Donkey Kong Country what 69.99, Chrono yeah. Trigger 75 bucks. So yeah. That was uh, 30 years ago. People are, you know, people kind of say like, oh, you know, $60 for a game. It's like, yeah, but now these are, instead of eight bytes or eight bits, oh, it's yeah. like million, billion, you know, really huge games. So, you know, those microtransactions, play, you know. Yeah, it's like cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend 80 bucks for Mario 3 and, you know, I'll have it beat in about four hours. That's awesome. Right. Nowadays, or, or, it's like I just spent sixty bucks on Mass Effect, and I'm on my fourth playthrough. At you know, <laughs> twenty hours of playthrough. <laughs> you know that that's an interesting. You know, I always point that out too. Always, without question, I always point that out. Um, you know, Metroid was fifty nine dollars, and so was Halo. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, you know. And it's weird. I think I look at it the same way I look at uh, when CDs first came out. Like they were just overcharging because they could, <laughs> because oh, yeah. that market was so niche, right? It was like it, they were the only game in town, and they could print money at that point. So they were oh. charging just ungodly amounts of money for all these things. Now, and same with Laserdisc. Yeah. I mean, Laserdisc first came out. The players were a thousand bucks. The discs wow. were like a hundred. That was in the like, 80s, what? too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, <laughs> the first... I was looking through a, a paper from the year the year and month I was born, and a VHS recorder was $700. <laughs> Whoa. One man was $149. i am just like, okay. And, Whoa. and I, got my, I got my Samsung S9 for $800. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and is, then is, is superior in every way to everything. Oh yeah, and then like another argument out there is that you know content gets pulled from a game to be made into DLC. Like and, yes, and I'm well, somebody I, I, don't I have... like to I don't like to argue about something that I don't like. I haven't worked in the video game industry, so I and I haven't been in the boardroom where they're like, "Yo, here's the plan for this. We're going to spend a million dollars. You guys have nine months or a year to make this." But then, you know what? In about two months, I might say, you know what? This stuff that you've already worked on, uh-uh. It's not going on the disc. We're going to charge them more. What, I, what I've what i heard happen is that they say, hey, after after seven months and you've completed the game and you start doing bug fixes and things like that and, and there's no more development going on in the main game, we're either going to hire a couple more people or people that we've laid off, or whatever, or we're going to segment off some of you to start working on other stuff because it's too late because the the trucks, the the printing, all that stuff has already been scheduled to get it out on time. Now I'm going to continue to pay these people. They could not. They could just say, "Hey, this is how much work would we could get done by the time we wanted to release it." But more money is put into it. They continue to pay these people for something that's going to come out later. So it makes sense to me that if you're going to continue to pay somebody to do something, you need to recoup what you put into it. So, I mean, 
unless they just you know the unfortunately it's it's like being late for your homework you can't say hey i'm not going to have my homework turned in tomorrow but can you also not penalize me it's like you can't just like have the release date be forever because you've you've got you know quarters closed and you have to have a lot more goes into it than just the uh you know the argument of well they oh pulled, yeah they pulled the greed. content out uh, you know, I, I do know that like the vast majority of time, you know, it's like that. But there are a few instances where it has come up to where they have pulled stuff from the release and hid it behind. Oh yeah, you know, uh, a DLC pay. Oh yeah, so. like tag I, got, I think that was like Capcom EA. I was oh man, yeah. I was going to point out because I, I have to disagree with you on this one. You know, then those were going to be, you know, my initial examples, right? Marvel's Capcom was a egregious, right? That was a violator. And then, uh, Capcom in general, I mean, Capcom isn't as bad as say, uh, EA, Konami. right? <laughs> yeah, right now, EA, e- Konami. EA is the number one violator of reselling something that should have been downloadable content, right? Uh, without actually developing anything that's, you know, new. It should have been like a patch. And they, you know, are the one, not that I'm blaming anybody and I'm not getting on a high horse. However, <clears throat> let me step into the saddle here. Uh, EA is the pioneer of making the same game over and over again and selling it back to the consumer <laughs> with downloadable content, right? Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and when they do that, they uh, they got the attention of everybody else, right? So that's that's you can trace it. I mean, there's a line back to where these these things started to happen. Oh yeah, because it didn't you used see, to happen, right? Oh yeah, you see where the first instances, and then the other companies see, oh, we can get away with that. Well, maybe we'll start slowly, <laughs> slowly, and then and then there's a, a direct correlation. This is something you know we could probably maybe go deeper into, but there's a direct correlation between people paying for early access or people playing to be beta testers or people playing to be alpha testers, right? And games not getting finished. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, it just makes me so upset. Like I will never, never again pay for a game that's not completed, right? Finish the game and then sell it to me, right? Do do, do that. You know that's okay. You know, but don't make me pay to, you know, test bugs on your system. That doesn't, and then maybe the game will come out maybe it won't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what was that? Daisy, right? I think that game was in like alpha for like a decade or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah. yeah, I like, so league of legends. I mean, this is the game that I play probably the most, but I like league their DLC. I mean, it's free to play. And then you, mm-hmm. All you can pay for is cosmetics and like you know pets and things like that. You know, little just cosmetic stuff. But Great DMC, a DLC model, yeah. a phenomenal DLC model. They have oh, a team yeah. I've that's spent... dedicated just for that. That's all they do. They're super creative folks and very talented, and they make skins. You pay a premium for them, it's done. But now in a in a console video game where. Uh, let's say Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and this is, you know, now we're almost 10 years old, but, you know, they come out with these these packs of costumes, and I don't know for sure, but I would imagine a lot of those already existed. And in the old days, like Sega Genesis, you, you know, up, down, hold, start on second controller, B, A, C, 
unlock extra color palettes <laughs> or you press, you know, different buttons and you get different color palettes or, you know, a lockable character. Now, some games even have a way where you can pay money up front just to unlock everything. You don't even have to beat the game and it's just like But you know what? That's not even I mean, I'm honestly, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that. With the, the paying for cosmetics and all that stuff. For for Capcom, <clears throat> the thing that I'm not okay with is their uh your when you have to pay for uh a whole new game, right? When that one just released. So Marvel's mm-hmm. Capcom is a is an example because I bought it. Like I was a Marvel's Capcom two fanboy. I loved the game. I bought Marvel's Capcom three. I think within the launch window, like the day it came out, I was like, I got to play this game. Did you get that steel? And then, uh, no, no, I did not. I don't. I don't remember what I got with it. It's been so long. Uh, but I bought that immediately and start playing it. But. Uh, I think it was like maybe three or six months later, something like that. Uh, another, uh, another variant came out and they weren't like compatible, but it was the same oh, yeah. game. Ultimate it, Marvel yeah. Capcom. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the other one just died. And I'm like, what is this? What happened here? And I refused, I refused to buy that game again off that. I was so salty. Yeah. So many flavors and I was salty. Like an earthquake or a tsunami or something, and and I think that is right because at the time I was working at GameStop and I was talking <laughs> to the the developer. It was the year that Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom came out. I was like, "Yo, man, so what's the deal?" And he's like, "Yeah, so." And he might have just been like a PR person for Capcom, but he's like, "Yeah, it had to do with this, and it stopped development." So, like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another good one is Smash Brothers, and here's here I just said we're not going to get it on a diatribe. Welcome to the Double Pip Cast, where we walk <laughs> through all the video gaming. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, I will I will just throw this on here uh, when it comes back to loot boxes and stuff. I've been playing Magic since the '90s. I I, I don't care, but I've been purchasing loot boxes since then. So you yeah. you don't know the the. The pain of opening up a a pack and you're rare as a mana battery. You know, you, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> I get, yes, technically yeah. you're right. Uh, booster packs are indeed. Uh, we used to call them lotto tickets, but uh, oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're the they're the original loot box. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're rare in a Pokemon pack as a trainer. Not, not a character. Dirty. Dirty. Well, and even, you know, this brings us into Transformers, you know, the the wave one wave one rarity level. Oh thankfully oh. they they've they've and you were lucky, uh Sean. I saw you pulled a dark mount and out of six of your wave one packs, so getting a rare oh, yeah. that was nuts. But so yeah. I'll tell you so my first rare that I got from Wave One packs was Sunstorm. And then a bunch of doubles of commons and things like that. And then my, I got another Sunstorm. I was like, oh, my God, out of all the rares of all these packs <laughs> that I purchased, I get another Sunstorm. And then I finally started to get lucky, pulling Grimlock, pulling OPBL. But, yeah, it's uh, with when you only get one character per pack, 
Mm-hmm. And the characters are a little bit and, different in this game. You only have three where other games, I mean, Magic, you have tons of creatures, and Pokemon, you've got tons of creatures, so they're a dime a dozen. But when you only get one pack, I mean, yep. and you get Sergeant and then, Cup, and then yeah. <laughs> like imagine being a kid and you get one every week. You come home from school and you're like, oh, Sergeant Cup, cool, I don't uh, know who this is. And then you get another one, it's like, well, oh, another Sergeant Cup. <laughs> another of the same guy. Yeah, that was the problem with Wave 1 with just two rares per box. And occasionally, the super rare would replace a rare. So, you know, I got lucky with the first rare I got from the Wave 1 was with a box I bought. And I got Grimlock and Shockwave out of it. And I was like, those are the two guys I wanted. There you go. Yeah, I think yeah, we, that... we had talked about that early on, too. Like, they know what they're doing, right? So I think that they had to put their toe in the water and figure out what's acceptable, what would be acceptable to the community and what would not be, right? What would drive sales and then what would send people away? Because obviously they want, they know what's, they know what's strong. They know what's printed. And that's going to be the money rares. Every once in a while, there's something that somebody will break, but, um, you know, for the most part, you know, Watsy knows what's up. Hasbro knows, you know, okay, this this card is the truth, right? So yeah. we need to make you sure. See, I think I think that's why a lot of the like stronger cards are super rares these days and they've increased that super rare, you know, because now the super rares is one in thirty instead of where it was like what, one in fifty? Or like wave one through four. Yeah. And now they're making them one per box. With the and, super and, rares, they also try to do something like that's totally unique to that character, where it's not like you would never just see one side of a, a super rare character saying like bold two or something. Yeah. It's always going to be something unique to that character. Yeah, we'll have to see how the power creep. We we'll have to see how the power creep plays out, yeah. but um, you know, it seems like this next set. Ooh, this next set looks. Looks really solid, looks balanced, looks like it was well thought out, and I hope it plays very, very well. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I think it, it looks to me, uh, besides the the Titan Master characters, the, the battle cards themselves just seem very... Um, if you could jump into Wave 5 and do pretty good with just a Wave 5 deck without having to go back and try to find a play set of peace through tyranny, a play set of security checkpoint, a play set of markmanship, you know, those, mm-hmm. those previous staples. There's a lot of great cards and um, some answers to some of those old cards um, in this set. So, it, Is it me or did Improvised Shield get reprinted in every set so far? No, <laughs> I was, swear I've seen that thing. I think it, was I think it just got a reprint. And this it, wave. it got reprinted in Wave Two, didn't it? Yeah, because they yeah. reprinted in Wave Two. Yeah, um, and Handheld Blaster. Uh, yeah, I think like Rapid Conversion. Just a couple of like uh, odd Wave One cards. Um, yeah, got reprinted. And then they, then what? In Wave Three, there was uh, they introduced Pep. They, that was weird. They reprinted cards from the previous set. That's what I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, get Combiners introduced Pep so Talk, weird. and then, then you know, Wave Three had Pep Talk in it, just yeah. different art. I'm like, what? Come on, guys. Yeah, force field. At least make yeah. it a make it a draw two card with a blue pip or something. Yeah, yeah I but think, that might I make think, it too strong. 
we got three right three arts for force field now i think uh, yeah the, there's oh is there a third force field i know there's there's trailbreaker from wave one there's trailbreaker from wave three mm. i don't know uh, maybe think, there's just two now there's two force field and the other one is the safeguard the shield right no no, no, no. i mean I like force play. field the actual card i know yeah. there's one art where it's like uh yellow rings right so it's like a yellow force field with ripples and then there's another one where it's just a white force field um but i overhead isometric view of right yeah i can't remember the other character but i thought there was a third one maybe i think what happened was they that one shield one got repented twice i think that's what it was i have to i don't go back and look but i oh there's there's also point point defense shield or whatever it is where you if the damage is uh even or odd that you right. take what does it take one or take three you don't or is it yeah totally, it's a, totally no no you don't take anything if yeah. it's like yeah you don't take anything so jumping into this segment you know it's it's uh 39 minutes in and most of it was video <laughs> game talk but hey this is uh you know just casual just talking about what we what we enjoy so hopefully you're you're along for the ride but uh so pip double pip or point counterpoint uh we talk about some things that may be a little bit controversial in terms of opinions uh card strength meta um uh, approaches to the game play styles uh maybe maybe brandon says hey i don't think flipping and snapping your cards is a bad habit (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then we start we, we say why it is yeah. and he says why it isn't um, but so I'll kick it off uh, with with my point is grenade launcher from wave one uncommon is the best weapon in the game from all the cards we've seen best weapon in the game why why is that well so uh, it it was a little worse prior to secret actions but removal in the game uh is high you've got disarm ramming speed vaporize smelt uh you've got all of these different uh ways to remove and that's not even counting uh character abilities um so Anytime you have a, um, a weapon that you're hoping to get value out of, and I'm sure there's some math out there uh, about efficiency, card plays and efficiency, like what weapon is worth its pips and so on. Right. Um, but Grenade Launcher, you play it on your first turn, as long as it's not interrupted by something, you immediately get value out of it that turn if you attach it to a character that you want to attack with or that you can attack with. So you're automatically adding four attack damage to your character and yes it gets scrapped at the end of the turn but you're you're automatically buffing by four so you're talking uh four orange flips you know some really good you're you're basically getting a really good uh really good value out of it however you want to slice it you can talk about it in terms of additional flips you would have to flip with bold all different types of things. And then the opponent doesn't have a chance to scrap it. So, and it's also an orange pip where something like that, if it were to be reprinted now, 
would probably be uh, blue, pipless, white, you know, they, something to make it less of an auto-include in not even just an orange aggro deck, but any deck. If you want a good weapon, you know, there it is. And, and that's not even to talk about some of the synergies with uh, somebody like Trigger Happy who can just grab it again after it's in the scrap pile. Um I think it is very strong. Uh, good art. It's only an uncommon. Um, so it's definitely another one of those cards from Wave 1 that are is really good. And it's it's definitely... People know when it's coming. They're like, uh, I'm going to play a grenade launcher. And <laughs> sure enough, here comes a grenade launcher on, on RC with that fat pierce. And she's piercing for at least four damage, so... Yeah, I think it's it's to, to sum it up, good value. You don't have to worry about it getting removed, and you're at least adding four to your your attack value pre flips. So that's my point. Best weapon, come at me. Grenade launcher is trash. You know, it's garbage. It's a terrible <laughs> weapon because I'm a contrarian and I just have to say the opposite. <laughs> Whatever it is that you say, right? I'm a non-conformist. <laughs> I'm a non-conformist, man. You weren't there, man. You don't know. Well, you know, I, I mean, just to, to start some of, to be my own worst enemy is the fact that it's scrapped. Are you losing some of, some of your, is that, are you shooting yourself? Because if you have primary laser attached for two turns, you've just had the value of grenade launcher, you know. I I would say that like sure, probably in wave one, wave two, in those eras, you know, it was probably less detrimental. But now we have reclaim, we have quartermaster, we have all kind we have a few cards that can go and get upgrades, you know, out of your scrap pile either through a battle action or through a bot act. So I and you know again the orange pip is what really does it because you know I was going through all the weapons and I was like you know Energon axe is probably overall a better weapon but then it has that blue pip and it has the caveat of someone having to be damaged so if you get that first turn it's useless for you. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't really use it until, you know, all your guys have, you know, someone's been damaged and everyone's attacked. So, you know, I I would I would agree with you that yes, as a as the most general weapon overall, I'll probably say it's the best, but I think there are probably some other gems like the RR Disruptor Blade mm -hmm. that if you have a Pierce deck, you know, I would definitely put that in before Grenade Launch. Just, right. you know, plus it has a, you know, the two, you know, double black pips and everything. Yeah, yeah. If, so. if, I'd, I'd say it's the best. I, I, I'm not shying away from it's the best weapon, but I would even say it would show up as number one in best, like, vanilla weapon. So it could be used in any deck. You could be like, oh, I'm, I'm running, uh, you know, a, a wall deck or I'm running uh, an aggro deck or... Well, this deck is really all about um, planning and, and cycling or whatever, uh, or milling my opponent's deck. You can have Grenade Launcher in there, but if your oh, yeah. deck was an aggro deck and you're like, yeah, I'm going to put Mining Pick in here. Like, hmm, <laughs> why? 
<laughs> so I can get more oranges on the top of my deck. It's like, mm. but your entire deck is orange. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Just you know, uh, so I, 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 yeah, I think I didn't expect there to be too much argument. I think the main argument would be that that scrap piece where you play it and then now it's gone. And if you have, like I said, primary laser, uh, there's nobles blaster. Um, like even soldiers blaster is great mm-hmm. if you're going up against other faction guys. Right, and if and if your opponent has no no removal, you've after the second turn of that being attached, you're you're getting more efficiency out of it. So you're um, in in a video game, it would be like if you spend like you, your cost is you only get one one upgrade per turn normally without playing things like. Uh, you know, not bad already, but uh, new, new designs. designs. Yeah, so you you get one. So your your opportunity cost is for my one upgrade. Is this the best one to play? So, and it doesn't build on top of anything. So unfortunately, it's gone at the end of the turn. Is that worth it? Like if you if you don't draw another weapon or whatever. So. The you know my my two cents on this one is uh, for me what makes a good card is flexibility. All right, and this card with the way that this game is designed so far is very flexible. It turns a inexpensive character, it turns one of your you know four wide, five wide characters into a beater, somebody who could potentially you know get either close to one shotting or one shot somebody. Not only that, it's a static modifier. Now that is important for some of these strategies, especially with, um, what is that? That is it thrust. It's one of these mm-hmm. who says, Hey, I'm going to loan my, uh, my attack mm-hmm. to Tapping somebody else. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, and there, there are multiple of those that happen too. There's also things like, um, who, um, Decepticon, uh, why can't I say Megatron, right? Mm-hmm. The Megatron that whenever you shuffle your deck, uh, take, you know, deal damage equal to his like attack, right? To a, a certain thing, you know. So having that as a static modifier for those strategies, even if those decks aren't, you know, necessarily, you know, like you said, it's a, it's an include in almost any deck. Like they're gonna make room for that because it is that good. And then even if you don't, as a vanilla, as a draft card, it's a. I think this is like a, a pack one pick one bomb draft card. Like, hey, give oh. me that, right? So, you know, this is this is as close as it gets to, you know, what what removal really. I mean, it's just really good. And it's it's also like one of the few good weapons that actually has an orange pip. Mhm. You know, I mean that that isn't like a bold, you know, kind of thing or something. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think so my last my last point that I'll make about it is exactly what you said Brandon is throwing it on thrust. He's not attacking. You, you tap him, mm-hmm. donate that attack damage to your buddy, and then it's on there for the next turn as well. So you can you can keep it as long as they can't remove it. You throw it on thrust and uh, just keep wash, rinse, and repeat. Mm, love, love, mm, love it for the for the as long as that guy survives. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And if you can, you know, if you got if you're playing like. Uh... 
you know, let's say you have a grenade launcher and you haven't attacked with someone yet and they haven't removed it, but you got another one in your hand and let's say you're playing Decepticons and you got pincer movement or you got all out attack in your hand, you know, then, you know, you can be coming in for some really big damage just on one turn. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Sean, what, what was, what's your point? What, what do we get to tear you oh. apart about now? Oh, my PIV is probably controversial. I know around here in the, the Lansing area, everyone would disagree with. But I think Combiners, as of now, is the most underrated set. Okay. And I mainly say that because I think it has a lot of good battle cards. You know, maybe not a lot of staples in it, but there's, you know, it has still has the the set with the best star cards. It, you know, it has, in my opinion, still some of the better green action cards. You gonna go draft There's, with it? Oh, I, I <laughs> yeah, put good luck two, with that. <laughs> I put I put two combiners pack in any of my drafts. I'll do that. I got no <laughs> problems with that. Uh, you know, and considering, but if you look at it in constructed now with Titan Masters and with Siege Two with cards that affect. Um, you know, uh, characters that are on, that are low star card, you know, those, the combiner guys are just as strong, if not a little bit stronger than a lot of the battle masters and they're comparable in cost. So now combiners with a lot of these lower star battle cards that help them out like laser cutlass, uh, there's some Titan masters cards that's coming out. That's, that would help. That would be good for the combiners pre-combined. It you know there's a lot more strength in the combiners at least now, it just took a few sets to do it. But and but I I still think it has a good bot mix, especially for like sealed, and some of those other bots like you know you can put Motormaster on your you know, one of your guy on your team instead of you know Detour or something, and now your guys are immune to non-attack damage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and plus there's a lot of cards there that's going to help his survivability and help his lethality. So I think I think as as time has progressed, Combiners has gotten a little bit better. And I don't think it's the worst set. Compare so which set would be the worst then? Honestly, well, so his, I would your point was that it's the most underrated. So I don't uh, we yeah. could, we could argue against like why people think it's bad, but right. yeah, under yeah, underrated is difficult because I I'm not sure what set would be worse. Right, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, well, but, I I was think like uh, you know as I go through my video, I think Siege Two is is crappy for uh, sealed. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a crappy set for sealed, and I think combiners. You know, because of, you know, that it's a little bit better and sealed than like Siege 2 or something, I think it's, you know, I think it's better. I think it's battle cards are better than, at least overall, are better than the ones that's in Siege 1, even though I think Siege 1 has the best bots in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think besides oh. Superion, people are. I, I think there's since people haven't tried them, 
or they've tried them, haven't gone back to them uh, since Wave 4, or haven't haven't thought about combiners in a while, they're they're like, ah, oh, yeah, Superion, Blue Superion was good, but he's not good anymore, or I tried Menasaur before, but, or Volcanicus is, is not worth combining, or Optimus Maximus isn't worth combining, or Devastator this, you know, and there's, there's people out there that love them, but I, I think my biggest thing for it is that the the strategy the strategy behind the cards just isn't as apparent. You know, there's there's a little more to it and the the point of the combiners is to have it's just like, you know, at the end of uh Power Rangers episode, you know, they they do as much as they can until the last, you know, minute thirty seconds and then they combine into the Megazord and <laughs> And take them down. So you may only have one good swing with a combiner where you get his ability and you can attack once. And that might be it. He might be, he might have only had like four or five health left depending on how the game's going. But, uh, yeah, I think there, I think that's the main reason, you know, the, the, that people don't play it up. The, the super rares are probably, the worst in terms of playability, even with the stratagems, you know, you've got Blitzwing. Uh, I think all four of them got stratagems in Wave Five: King Starscream, Windblade, Windblade, Springer, uh, Blitzwing. Yeah. It was our first uh, look at triple well, changers, so they were really cool. I mean, but one strategy did come out. Springer came out of that, right? So let me yeah. let me look this up real quick. Hang on. Yes. Yeah, yeah think, Springer came out of that. Yeah. I think Blitzwing yeah, got it too. Blitzwing, King Starscream, Windblade, and, yeah, and Windblade, King Starscream. Yeah. And our, I mean, like, uh, but not a strategy. I'm sorry, but is this the. No, this is the Triple Changer. Never mind. I was thinking that was a different. Never mind. I was thinking the, that combo deck. Oh, um, yeah. That, that's like a common Springer who yeah. kills the, the super rare Springer <laughs> any day. All day. All day, every day. Yeah, even though the art on the on those uh, cards are really cool, I think those are Springer's art is really cool. Um, yeah, now, now one thing I covered in my video, yeah, the SRTs, you know, are not that great. But you know, I mean, we've got a few other SRTs that's been in sets that you know aren't really played all too much. So I I just think I just think with newer cards, and I think. As we were talking about the survivability, I think of the the newer sets add in a little extra survivability for the guys before they're combined, or or at least like you know laser cutlass. You know, if we could have had laser cutlass in wave two, oh, that would have been phenomenal because you know then you would have had a great weapon to put on you know your guys that have a blue pip to help them defend. So, you know, I, I, I'm waiting for Titan Masters to come out. When I get those, I'm going to go through and I'm going to do a challenge. I'm going to make a deck of every combiner and see how their their playability is now a few sets later. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to hit you up on this one and say, you know, you're, you're making the statement that it's underrated. What are your top three underrated cards from the set, cards or strategies, and why? Hmm. See that's that's a little on the spot question there. I that could be could be on the spot. Or give me give me your one. <laughs> give me give me your one. The one card or tactic that is the reason you think that this set is underrated. I mean, the set 
had um what was that bashing shield in it it had that other um oh man the ones that you know you destroy something and then you draw a card right so i liked those i'd say know. i'd say i'd say leap of faith is the best star card so far i i oh. i think in my opinion leap of faith is the best star card that's a good one i'd e- i'd even pip counter pip that one as well <laughs> leap okay, of faith is okay. the best star card <laughs> All right, leap of faith. It has, leap of faith. It, I don't remember what it does. I'm trying to look. It has it well, play you, action, whenever play you play it. Off the top of your deck. Well, no, Uh-oh. no, it's you. Pl- you play any card. So you play oh. the top card. You reveal the top card. Play it. Reveal the next card. Play it. It's a white pip. One star. Yeah. Okay. Optimus Prime in in his one of his uh, iconic poses. It's not the yeah. coming down from the sky with his rifle blasted, but he's like. Leaping over everybody, looks like he's an icon. Yeah. So you know, I st- I still think it has the best star cards overall. It has some of the better green, uh, you know, uh, actions. We got Smelt, which is a green and blue. Oh no, that came out, didn't it? Mm, smelt was Smelt was in the set, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a reprint or not, but it was definitely in the set. Yeah, but you know, there's just a lot of espionage you know, just, was in the set. Overall, overall, when compared to other sets, I think it's underrated. I think Siege Two is the most overrated, mm-hmm. and I'd say, you know, Wave One and Siege One are just all completely solid. Except I think the the Pit Mix and Siege One kind of sucked. It was more average. Yeah. Whereas you can go on like combiners, and it's like a whole lot of orange pit. Like you're gonna get two orange pips per pack. I would say that <laughs> Siege Two definitely had the weird, some of the weirdest cards. Like when you look at them compared to the four sets, like Sonic mm-hmm. Scramble comes to mind. Uh, oh, see, I, I use Sonic's, and I was actually able to get that all off on a on a Shockwave deck. Were you? I mean, the only... it was, yeah, it was pretty fun. That's uh, this playing. is uh, this is a uh, way for Cybertron Siege Two you're talking about. You said that one was overrated, right? I think it's the most overrated. The one because that one didn't that one come out with a pocket processor and six gun? I think yeah. The first set that I bought toolbox. I mean toolbox. toolbox <laughs> uh, pocket processor reprocess. A reprocess came out. That's oh, ooh. oh, composite armor is in that set too. Yeah, but but also, also blast armor or your blast armor is, which is the star card, which is crap. Plus, mm-hmm. we got mounted missiles in wave two. Mm-hmm. We have network uh, discovery, which is the draw three cards. Uh, I, I, that's why soldiers I just think, blaster I think, came out of that set. Oh man! Yeah, I think. A lot of people like, and not only because it's the most recent, but the Siege sets brought Decepticon Shockwave, or uh, Major Shockwave, Galaxy Prime, some of the the more coveted super rares, uh, Octone. Yeah, Octone. It gave new new strategies with that War of Attrition. And, I mean, it, it brought new decks, new gameplay. And oh, yeah. How, not... how the... Javelin. I'm not. I'm. Oh, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, there's some great cards in it. But overall, I think overall, combiners probably beats it out by a little bit on the rate. 
Right. I, I would say, now that I think about it, I would say there there are some good Wave 1 battle cards, but I would say the battle cards in Wave 2 beat out the the Wave 1 battle cards. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one of the big uh, things that the Wave 1 has is... You know the double, you know a lot, you know the good double pip card. Right. Scary but wave two, re- yeah. wave two reprints a couple of, you know, uh, double pip cards at least for the sealed environment. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind, of, I'm kind of thinking overall as is a kind of a sealed way and as a constructed way. Right. It's gotten better over time in in constructed, and in sealed it's still because of the star cards of green pips. I think it's still a good set to get you a couple of packs of that just for the battle cards alone. Plus it has seven battle cards in it. Whereas Siege 1 and Siege 2 only have six. Mm. All right, Brandon. It's it's your turn. What is your your point? What are we going to skewer you over? We've actually been pretty civil. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Sorry, we we hold ourselves back. I am going to do... This is an easy one. This is a gimme. Right. This is not even really going to be something that we can have a debate over. It's just kind of like the water's wet, sky's blue, you know, uh, green is the best pip in the game. Right. By far, no comparison. It's the business. Right. And virtually any strategy, you know, I want to say I can't think of a strategy right now off the top of my head where green is not a moneymaker, right? Just mm, the truth. And it, it, the game needed it. You know, it needed it for consistency because you cycle through so fast. And since you're not able, there's no search cards, you're not able to fix your hand. Green had to come. And I'm glad it did. And it, and uh, matter of fact, it might've came out of wave two. <laughs> yeah, that, it, uh, it did. Yeah. There, there you go. So, <laughs> you know, now, that is, I don't know if that digs wave two out of that hole that it's in, but it certainly helps. Hey, it, it doesn't <laughs> dig it, but it, it, sho- it shovels a couple more shovels of dirt in there to help yeah. you climb, you know. Help, help climb up. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say it definitely, I, I see your, it's, it's definitely needed in the game, being able to pull cards uh, after your your attack burn and your defense burn, but... Uh, there's there's definitely ways to to find cards not in your deck but in your discard pile. Um, you know, Sean has shown me that with his secret actions deck, just pulling everything, recycling from the graveyard, <laughs> everything that he wants. Uh, but I think green is also, you know, Sonic Scramble is a single green, uh, Tech Research is a single green, but that card is a different conversation. Um, Soldier's Blaster. So there's 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 some cards that are just green. There, not many of them, but there are. I would say it's it's. I wouldn't say it's the best pip because you often see it with other colors. So if if all cards that were currently just green pips didn't have another battle point, I think we'd be in a different discussion where we see most orange, most blue are by themselves or accompanied by a, a white. I wouldn't even say they're accompanied by a white. Sometimes they're, they're usually by themselves or uh, if you see them with something else, they're, they're on a star card. So, so what you're telling me 
what you're telling me right now is if you had a a deck, if a, a deck was out and it was all green, 100% green, you think it'd be unplayable? It wouldn't I, be unplayable because there's definitely ways. I mean, you've got your the card. I, I, I don't you know what. I don't even want to say unplayable. I'm spoke, <laughs> right. I'm gonna say that wouldn't be you know if yeah. Because at that point, you can construct your hand the way you need it to be. And you cycle through cards so fast, that makes combo decks a ridiculous strategy, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm going to go through my deck now. Okay, these are the five cards that I need because I've just had five attacks. And go, right? So now, you know, that I get to do my spinner, you know, move or I get to do my lockdown or whatever it is I get to do. I just get to do all that business. It's, yeah. it's so, you know, being able to take, pick and choose what you need when you need it virtually when you need it is, oh, mm, so good. I want to counter Cam's pen on that because I, I, I kind of agree. The green is so far the best pip, at least for what, you know, for for what it does. And to counter that, can I mean, you say, and I'd, I'll make that a challenge that I'll try to make of all green pip deck, right? So where every card, all of the enigmas. <laughs> the <pocket laughs> oh no, you got you got rest and relaxation, pocket <laughs> processors, toolbox. Hey, toolbox of rest and relaxation Scoundrel is a combo blaster there. Is your weapon? You know. So I, I think you could do it, but but there are a lot of great cards that also are attached to green pips. You know, you did, uh, wedge formation. Yeah, wedge advantage. formation is uh, the truth. Press the advantage. You know, yeah. There's two prong attack, which you know if you have tanks and planes, that that's going to give you an advantage there. War of attrition. Uh, yeah, you know there's. So I, I would say yeah, if you look at it, is only cards that have just green pips, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're all combined probably aren't all that great, but whenever you put in those, you know, awesome cards that, you know, have a green pip on it, that also has a blue or also has, uh, you know, an orange attached to it or something, then it, it, it increases the value of that green pip as well. Plus the card. I'll clarify. I'm not talking about, you know, exclusive like cards where only it's like one oh, single yeah. green pip. Oh, yeah. I am talking about, you know, green pips and their combinations with other, you know, colored pips and oh, color pip Right. I mean well, it's it's a it's an entire where the the other pips just add a stat. Green is a mechanic. It's not it doesn't right. add a stat. It's a it's a new mechanic when it's on there. So I mean it's it adds a ton of value because I don't know if you're like me, but there's been times where my hand has just been almost like a farmer's hand. It's all actions. And and it's like all, it's the ones that I don't want at that time. And green is like, oh man, finally I get an an armor. I get a bashing shield or, or whatever. Um, One one thing I would also say, like you, at least as it pertains now, I don't think you'll ever see a deck in a tournament without a green pippet. Without green tips, without a doubt, and and you I'll can, take you it a step see, further, <laughs> and you could see you know decks without orange, without blue, even without white, without black, but that green is crucial. 
I'll take it to the next step. I'll say eventually, as this game evolves, your sideboard will be exclusively green cards. Like people will not have cards in their sideboard that aren't green. Oh, I yeah. think it. I think it's coming to that. Yeah. Why switch out no. cards if, if there's a a a pretty good chance that you will never get it into your hand? Yeah. And and now let's take it one more step further. And do you think a pip will ever be released that could be green? Well then, we're t- we're talking about theory. So, <laughs> I mean, then we, I mean, we be, could just start. It would have to be a damn good mechanic. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one because we would then be theory crafting and just calling out like the most random broken stuff. Uh, we could be like, okay, there's a purple pip. That means I discard this one purple pip and you discard two cards or something like that. <laughs> you know, like that would be. I would play that every day. Yeah. <laughs> be like now, get rid of your hands sucker now one thing I would like to see though is I don't think we have any bots or anything that plays off of green pips do we uh, wave 2 swoop oh that that's the only one raider night flight uh, discard 3 green if they're the same name you heal three and deal three. Oh, I'm not. I'm talking. I'm talking like like different, maybe other mechanic. Like uh, you know how Wheeljack has, a, or one of the guys has. If you flip, you know, two whites or something, then you get more, uh, you know, damage or something. That no, one no, of the I think wave most of guys. them are just like yeah. If you have green in your yeah, hand, just or, right. They, they yeah, because I know like green. like or, detour or different or colors you get rid of yeah. Mm. But but I'd I'd like to see something like that, like oh, a, or maybe does like a with it, doesn't she? Or like a thermal weaponry kind uh, of card for green. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas like any you know like thermal weaponry, whenever you do blue, it counts as orange. I'd like to see something like that for green. Like uh, when you flip a green pip, then that adds to your attack or defense. Uh, Brandon, to your question about a pit, or, uh, Sean, your question about if, if they could release a pip, I'd say a pink pip that heals you if you, as you flip them. Yeah. Repairs. That would instantly, that would instantly become my. That, that, that would be, I'm trying to think if that would be absolutely game breaking. I think it, I think it might be, right? Let's see. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. it all depends on what you're flipping, though. Because, you know, how many, how often do you flip a green pip? Now, no, I mean, no, he's talking, about, can... he's talking about a pink pip that he Oh, was, yeah. That, like... Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, you know, how often, you know, do you flip green pips? So just think of, like, a green pip as a white pip. They're not going to make, or a pink pip. You know, they wouldn't make, like, a pink pip that was that powerful and then be on every other card or every other decent card or something. I think yeah. it would, you know, something like that would be a rare pip. You'd probably, you probably would never see a double pip on. Yeah, I could, I would play it though. I it mean, would be cool. man, that would I mean, be, it, it adds another, Ooh, I'd try. Uh, I mean, I'd... everything, they, they have these levers, right. That they can pull to change the meta. So if they, if they make repair stronger than it currently is, Will it slow down games, or will it bring other characters into play that either stop repair or uh, characters that can <laughs> one shot somebody? And and it, you know, then the blue decks are less less appealing because 
they you know it's a stalemate. I don't know. Something to, another, so another one for Watsy. I know. I know you guys have many years of game development experience, but when you add the pink pip into the game, I pay some royalties. Expect my. Uh, you can just pay me in boxes. That's fine. Yeah, like I said, with the red and purple pips, just send me a case. That I'm happy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks guys for jumping on. This has been an hour of great conversation. Hopefully, all you listening enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube channel uh, for Sean's video when it goes live. You can check us out on Twitter at dpipcast. You can check out Brandon at All Too Easy on Twitter. And if you aren't a member yet, jump on the Facebook page, and both the Transformers Trading Guard game Facebook page and the Double Pipcast Facebook page. If you like this content, uh, leave us a rating on Let us know. Podcast or Google Podcast. Uh, share it with your friends that play. And if you've got any feedback, let us know. You can hit us up at doublepipcast at gmail.com with your feedback. Uh, leave us a review, like I said. Uh, any way we can improve. Uh, shout out to, I believe it was RDX Gaming or RTS Gaming on Twitter for uh, calling out an audio issue that I didn't notice. Uh, hopefully it's fixed. I don't hear it. Uh, this time so we should be good but uh yeah thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you again real soon later y'all take it easy